You're listening to Father Lead. I wasn't necessarily thinking about the podcast. (laughs) Here's Timothy Martin and Connor Bunn. Hello, everybody, and welcome back into a brand new episode of Father Lead. It's episode 45. Happens to be our last episode of the 2019 calendar year. It feels like we've been gone forever. Yeah, we apologize for our brief absence as we were celebrating the holidays and, you know, doing all that holiday cheer stuff. Timothy's had his Christmas tree up since September. So it's gone, but it's all down now. So he's checked out on everything since September. It's gone. I had the two weeks off to, to celebrate, but uh, nonetheless, hope everybody out there listening had a great Christmas and uh, uh, Happy New Year. Come up tomorrow's New Year's Eve. Any plans, Timothy? No, not really. Lame. Just want a bar to go to. Wasn't invited to anything. It's a shame, man. Mm-hmm. It's a shame. But hey, 2019 is coming to a close, but 2020 is just around the corner. And you can follow your favorite podcast, Backed by Factual Evidence. But the thing is, we didn't win any awards this year for number one podcast, but that's all right. You guys know that we're the number one podcast. At least Gabe does. Gabe supports us. Hope Gabe had a very Merry Christmas and a very Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, Gabe. Not quite sure if he's got his deer yet or the deer's got him. But anywho, if you want to follow NASCAR's number one podcast on Twitter, it's at for the lead on Instagram, at for the lead and on Facebook, at for the lead. And if you're one of those people who still like to email us, you can email us a question and I will answer any Lead at gmail.com. Yeah, there you go. I will answer to any angry Blaney are you, are you fans. Answer those emails? Well, if you'd give me more stake in this show, <laughs> I'd love to. But <laughs> Timothy's a bit of, of a control freak. <laughs> that could so. not be. that that Those two words could not be farther from the truth. Well, my two weeks absence over the summer was because I was getting an attorney so he could actually sign 50-50 rights to me to this show. So I, now I can finally open up. Uh, before that, I wasn't even allowed to do that because Timothy's got his hands in so dirty you, business. So you left protesting you couldn't open the show up. Is that yeah, what I was happened? picketing, getting, getting attorneys. To basically threw away all my earnings from the first six <laughs> months of this podcast away on an attorney just to get your ass to let me open up the first first part of the show. But uh, anyways, we got a pretty pretty jam-packed show. Um, we haven't recorded in two weeks, so... A lot's happened. We got a lot to talk about. It, it, that ten, That tends to happen every time we take a brief break something big happens and then we're not here to record it of course two weeks ago we were in new york yeah how how was that trip uh new york was how was that for you it was good new york was good it was cold um i mean every trip we go on something seems to happen or there seems to be something i don't know that's interesting to talk about what well i don't think this was any different i mean there were things yeah. that happened um yeah you uh slept the whole way up there yep I had to drive through an ice storm, and it's weird. Driving to New York from Virginia, you literally go through like two or three states in the matter of 15 minutes because we were in Virginia. We hit West Virginia. We then hit Maryland, and then we hit New Jersey all in the span of— Pennsylvania. Or Pennsylvania, all in the span of 15 minutes. It wasn't 15 It was. It was the weirdest thing. You were sleeping. You don't know how ice was coming down. I was, you know, really had my grip on the steering wheel. You were snoring away. Yep. Well, nonetheless, well, I don't know what was dumber, the fact that I slept the whole, or you thought I slept the whole way, or that you didn't bring any money for tolls. <laughs> we pull up to a toll, and you hand him your card, and he's looking at you like an idiot. Okay, what? who in this day and age, it's like 2020, I mean, toll booths do not take debit cards or credit cards, I mean, nah. uh, that's stupid. 
Um, and it's like a dollar fifty, and it's like, okay, I don't, I don't have a dollar fifty. I, I look at Connor. Do you have any money? Connor says no, even though he's got five dollars in cash. Says no. It's all my spending uh, money for New York. <laughs> then they hand me uh, a card. I got to then mail that in with, uh, you know, with a check for a dollar fifty. Then we go what another twenty miles down the road. There's another toll, another dollar fifty. I'm sorry, I don't have any cash. Here's another thing. You got to mail this in within five days, or you're going to get a fifty dollar penalty. Uh, it's just ridiculous, and um, I mean that wasn't even the extent. I mean we we continued to hit tolls. Like going into New York, there is a toll going into New York before you get to the bridge or whatever. It's like a fifteen dollar toll. I didn't have, and then coming back one night, we were like the guy said, "Do you have a card?" We and I put down the one. I was like, "No, I don't. I don't just follow on the GPS." He was like, "You're on a toll road. You have to have a card." And I'm like, "I don't know what you're talking about." He's like, "Here's something you got to mail in." So when I got back from New York, all I did was mail in checks to people. Speaking of mail in, we hope all of you enjoyed uh, the Christmas cards that Timothy mailed in um, to our loyal listeners a couple weeks ago. Um, you mailed those in, right? Now's a good time to tell you that you're fired. Get off my set. So get out. What was your favorite? Part? Get out. Shut up. What was your favorite part about New York? Um, we called a Knicks game. The Knicks. Oh, that, that was yeah. That was that was good. Knicks game was uh, say Knicks game in the nine eleven memorial where uh, n- no one is above the other. But those two are my favorite parts of New York. Next time we go, I want to want to go on a boat ride to the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, that'd be cool. It'd be something summery fall or spring, summer fall yeah, to do. Yeah, but there's there's endless stuff to do in New York. We didn't even get to explore all of No, my gosh. No, so. because what – and it was, you know, we are quite lucky because the first night we got down there <laughs> – I forgot about – what's her name? Oh, my God. <laughs> what's her name? Marianne. <laughs> Marianne. But the first night we got down there, we drove into the city, and we were, like, crazy lucky to find a parking spot, like, a couple blocks from Times Square, and I just parked in it, and we walked to Times Square. Uh, it was snowing then. And uh, you got to go to your M&M, M&M World factory or factory world or whatever it is. M&M's World. You got like a, like 12 M&M's. That's all you got. Yeah, because they were like seven bucks a pound. And um, so I got a few M&M's. And then was it that night? Did we go to the Christmas tree that night? I think yeah, we, we did. did. We because we couldn't ice skate because you were so focused on getting your Lego cabin. It was a gingerbread house. <laughs> I had to get the Lego gingerbread house. I mean, he's pushing little kids out of the way at the Lego store to get a gingerbread house. 36 years old. Quite the sight to see in New I York. Built that in the hotel room the rest of the trip. But uh, I don't even know where to start with New York. I mean, we had Marianne, who was this lady who was two two doors down the hall from us in our hotel, screaming on the phone every day, and at her son. Um, I mean, this is just like screaming, sobbing. I mean, cussing. It was like nonstop. Yeah, they were going through some hardship, and it was just an emotional roller coaster. But nonetheless, it was entertaining for me to listen to while Timothy was playing with his Legos. Um, so I had a good time listening to that. Hope Marianne is well off now. Um, you said you saw her. I never saw what she looked like. Yeah, she kind of just was uh, kind of short, kind of blackish hair. Um, older? Yeah, a little bit older. How old do you think she was? I would compare her to, like, your grandmother. 70s? Yeah. She has an adult son who was staying there with her. Yeah, but, I mean, her adult son kind of sounded like he was, like, a teenager or something. No, I don't think so. Um, Didn't run into any fellow leaders in New York, but we ran into my friend Donnie. And, um... (laughs) (laughs) We can't even touch on Donnie. I can't. I can't. 
uh, Connor went into this whole like multiple personality mode. Like as yeah. soon as we stepped out of the car in New York, you became a different person. Became Donnie. Hey Donnie. I know people. <laughs> I know people everywhere we go. Everywhere we go in the U.S., I know. I know people, and it just so happens we stepped out of the car in New York, and I ran into my multi personality Donnie. And uh, I mean, you were like hopping around the streets of New York at one point. Yeah, I was I was hopping around <laughs> Times Square and and uh, getting the dog from getting the hot dog for Donnie. Yeah, we passed Wiener stands and big New York. Oh, you got a notification here, big New York style Wiener. Um, <laughs> so pretty much Donnie. I kind of want to talk in the Donnie accent, but Donnie's le- I'm, I'm oh out of New my York. Gosh. So that was hilarious. That was maybe one of my favorite things of the trip. Big New York style Wiener, <laughs> and then the big police dogs, big doggy. And stuff. I was talking about that, but uh, yeah, I walked around New York talking in a thick New York accent. Probably offended some people, if I'm honest with you. Yeah, but how do they know you weren't from New York? That's exact. I mean, because it sounds spot on. I mean, um, I, I got into it a little bit too. Well, you, yeah, you but were, just, just like this guy. you were calling me Donnie, though, weren't you? No, I was calling you Ron. You're you're Ronnie. I'm Donnie. <laughs> oh, you were Donnie. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I got mob ties. So I was talking in a thick New York accent. It sounded real. It it really did no, sound. It did. Real. I mean, you you became a New Yorker. Yeah, I was. I'm telling you, I know people everywhere we go. Take me to Miami, and I'll become a Cuban. Um, I know, I know the, I know the Cuban, uh, the guy who was set to kill Kennedy before Kennedy was actually killed. Um, so yeah, I know people everywhere we go. But New York was overall, it was just a trip. Um, well, and and a couple things. Um, you know, I don't know why I was kind of like, you know, we stayed like probably. 15 miles from the city, 15, 18 miles You're an from idiot. the city. Uh, clearly, You're an idiot. next time, I'm going to just stay downtown. This dude um, pays $100. I was, I was under the impression, you know, it'd be probably like 30, 40 bucks for an Uber into the city. <laughs> 100 bucks for an Uber into the city. 100 Ooh. bucks for an Uber out of the city. And one of these, this Uber ride we had the last time was like two hours. Uh, we were both asleep at one point in the Uber because we were just sitting downtown. We went down there. Well, because you didn't want to pay 58 bucks to go from 9-11 Memorial to Soho. So no, I'm not paying 58 bucks to just go uh, 15 blocks. So we walked two miles and, in the and, freezing cold. And you had no winter coat on. You had no hat on. You had no gloves that you took. I ended up having to stop and buy a toboggan and gloves, and then he took one of my gloves. Um. No. So, yeah, we walked two miles from 9-11 Memorial to Soho, which is pretty much really close to, to um, not, yeah, Times Square. Um, it was so, freezing. So then from there, far. we took an Uber from Flight Club all the way back to our hotel. We left Flight Club at 4.30. We didn't get back to our hotel until 6.45. And there was, was a massive, like, snow squall that came into the city. Yeah, it was 10 miles. It, it snowed every day, I'm pretty sure. And But we, I mean, we were fell, fell asleep in the Ubers. One guy, like, that one time took us a weird way. He was, like, chewing somebody out. Remember that one guy who laid on his horn? That old yeah. man? The guy <laughs> the guy beside us, we were, stu- we were stuck dead traffic. Like, cars cut cutting off in traffic. And he's laying on his horn. Nobody's going anywhere. And I rolled down my window and said, sir, those are parked cars in front of you. <laughs> And this was like a really old man. He had his wife with him. He was like in this big SUV. Yeah. He just, I mean, it wasn't like a beep, beep, beep. It was a lay your hand on the horn and just let it go. It was one hand over another on the horn (laughs) for like 15 seconds at a time until I just had to roll down my window and say, sir, those are parked cars ahead of you. Uh, (laughs) So someone had a bad day at Seventh World Trade trying to, you know, make some business. But nonetheless, New York, it was a great trip. I... Kept saying that I like L.A. a lot more, which I do 
um, like LA a lot more. Um, can't wait to go back there. But New York was great. A good way to to get away from, uh, I guess, the NASCAR scene, even though a lot of NASCAR stuff happened while we were gone. Um, and we had Christmas, too. It was a fun trip. I was getting to that. I'm sorry. Excuse me. God, I can't wait until after this episode. You're fired. Um, so, yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. Hope everybody had a great Christmas. I know we did. Timothy did. He spent Christmas Eve putting together a trampoline all day and raging out. If you follow him on Instagram, then... Oh, yeah. I, I saved that story, too. So, then, you uh, watch. Yeah, then you can watch his uh, Instagram's rageaholic story of him trying to put up a trampoline. One person trying to put up a trampoline is not ideal, but I made it work after multiple failed attempts. It's ideal um, if you read the instructions. No, you got to have multiple people holding that circle around when you go to put the legs on them, or they just all collapse, which is what happened to me, because you wouldn't walk 50 feet to help. You did it at um, 7.30 in the morning on Christmas Eve. Well, it needed to be up for Christmas Day. You had all day. It was it was like it was like sixty degrees I, I outside myself, and sunny all day. The, I, but if there were a delay, I, I I I had a hard five o'clock stop time. And if something happened where this wasn't working, I needed to give myself enough enough time to figure it out. Mm. That well, was the thing. Nonetheless, you had it up by noon. And you were jumping on it by noon. Yeah, I was jumping on it by noon. I mean, who doesn't like a trampoline? So you you spent all day putting a trampoline up. What did I do on New Year's? I wrap gifts. You mean Christmas Eve? You did not. Or, yeah. New Year's is t- tomorrow. I apologize. Christmas Eve, what did I do? I wrapped presents. Um, enjoyed some time with family. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about it. But Christmas Day, Christmas Day was great. Had family come over. Watched the little kids open their presents and assisted them with opening their presents. Um, got a few things. Uh, yeah, same same here. Our kids got a few things, and um, watch my brother open his gift. Kids uh, rode, went nuts over the trampoline. Yeah, I'm sure they did. Um, rode around on my little cousin's hoverboard. Almost fell and ate it in front of the whole family on the hoverboard. That was uh, that was quite something. What'd you get for Christmas? Um, yeah, just some things here and there. Don't wanna it out there i bought a house um no um i got a few good things a few gift cards soundboard for tv um some clothes teeth whitening strips you know but you know what what i'd like to hear is what did the foot the leaders get for christmas any die cast why are you looking at me like you got a kyle bush flag that goes in the studio i did i wasn't gonna hint that you got a kyle bush uh port canvas um I did. I did. Um, that'll all be a part of our kind of redesigned studio coming in 2020. No pressure. Um, but, yeah, I got a big Kyle Busch 2019 champion flag. So when we get this thing back rolling on YouTube, um, for all you people who hate Kyle Busch, I'm sorry, but you're going to see a big old flag in the background that says... You know, I was... Sorry to interrupt, but you've been wanting a TV for the studio. I was over at my grandparents' house, and they offered me a 55-inch TV that they had in the bedroom. I should have just taken it. You said No. I did say no because I was what like, we already have you? five TVs in the house. So I was like, I don't need another TV. I could even use it for, if you, even if you didn't want to use it here, I could use it for my apartment. Because they got a new TV for their living room, just another new TV. Well, it's probably still there. I can probably say, yeah, I want it. I mean, I could text right Call now. Call Granny say, yeah, up right now. Yeah, I want it. Yeah, I want the TV. God, yeah, man. Yeah, the TV. Let me text her. Jesus. Let me text her because you've been wanting the TV for the studio. So, yep. um, yeah. I mean, we have this green screen here, but we're... 
we're not quite sure what to do with it. So honestly, if some of you guys could tweet us or DM us, we, it seems like we get a lot more DMs on Instagram. Just the other day, actually, I want to pull this out because um, if you're listening right now, I appreciate it. And I know he is, I know he's a listener, but um, I'm going to give him a shameless plug here. His Instagram name is Do It For The Intimidator. Um, he's a Kyle Busch fan, and he de- I've talked to him before. He DM'd me, and he got a Kyle Busch hurt shirt, a hoodie, and a hat, and it's his two-time championship attire. And it says, "Anything I send you, Dave um, Eastler Esler. Apologize if I said that wrong. Born in Kenora, Ontario, Canada. That's cool as shit. We have somebody listening from yeah. Canada. Yeah, exactly. Sound body. Um." Ontario, Canada, of Soundbody, give for the lead permission to repost anything I send you to Connor or for the lead podcast. So, so he's sending that to you? No, like anything he posts. I anything I, from what I understand, um, permission to repost anything I send you. Yeah, that's really cool that we have listeners from Canada. That's somewhere I don't know if I would like to visit. I'd love to visit Canada. See, you don't Canada? like this snow crap. I love, would love to be at a ski resort with like. Two feet of snow on the ground, Yuck. skiing and snowboarding. Yuck! I'm not a I'm not a cold weather person. But you're a skateboarder, and to me that translates to a sco- snowboarder pretty well. I mean, yeah, I'm a good snowboarder, but it doesn't mean I like the cold and snow and all that stuff. Well, you walked around New York in five degree weather with no jacket. You must really love a, the cold. Didn't really have a choice. You didn't want to order an Uber. You didn't want to wear a jacket. We also didn't have New York pizza till the last day. You got a brand new jacket. I wouldn't call that New York pizza. Uh, it wasn't quite New York. New, I would not call New that York New York pizza. New York pizza is is the dollar slices on the on the corner. I would street. not call that New York. I mean, that was a okay place. We should have gone downstairs, not upstairs, in my opinion, because uh, they they would have made a salad for us, uh, the big bowl salads and Get done all there. that. But I wish we'd gone downstairs. New York New York pizza to me is those big floppy pieces that you get from like the corner stores, and it's like ninety nine cent slice. Cents? Donnie? Donnie's coming Didn't back. Didn't you, um, well, you had a deep dish in Chicago, right? I had a deep dish in Chicago. I had to make it last two days because we were on a oh, budget. Oh, that's right. It took like two hours to make. I remember my food oh came my out, and God. I ate all my food before your pizza even came yeah, out. Yeah, they're like, it's a 45-minute wait. It's like, all right, whatever. Two hours later, then I finally get it. <laughs> that it was, was really, another like 10 degrees. It was really good. It was really good. Don't get me wrong, but it just took a while to, to make, and I had to snack on it for two days. I got a drone for Christmas. You got a drone for Christmas? And got it stuck in the tree above the house first time I flew it. You're an idiot. You fly in the backyard where there's trees everywhere. And so I had to climb up on the roof, then get on the other roof, then take a rake and try to claw it out of the tree. I finally got it out. You need to take that thing to, like, Explore Park with the kids. it's got to fly around here because it's got to do surveillance. Oh, God. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, Timothy likes to think he works for the CIA and uh, thinks he can, you know, just spy on everybody the neighbors hate him neighbors call me up every day yo let's get this creep out of the neighborhood i'm like oh, man i'm working on it wrong but um yeah so this podcast so far through the first how long has it been it's been 24 minutes 20 24 oh, breakfast for christmas 24 too. minutes that. yeah you got breakfast i got grand theft auto i had to kind of restart that been trying to beat that i got 2k20 when we were in <laughs> we left the knicks game and i was so jacked on basketball we walked uh, right across the street to Target and got NBA 2K20. So I've been I was playing dragged. that. I don't believe I walked. I believe I was I, dragged. I was playing that. Um, final thoughts on New York before we forget anything. I think that was about it. The drive home. That was a pretty good drive home. I actually fell asleep 
in a car for the first time and I don't know how oh other than at a rest stop but yeah, I fell asleep was... while riding in a car for the first time and I don't know how long yeah I was thinking about hitting the rumble strips waking you up speaking of car this is way off topic but you got in my car yesterday did anything happen when you turned the car on uh you tried to prank me but <laughs> um you failed to realize I already had my headphones in so when I cut the car on it didn't sound I heard it but it wasn't as loud because I already had my headphones in listening to music, so I just cut it down. Um, but he was blasting, too, and the windshield wipers were on. Well, the windshield wipers need to be on. It was raining yesterday. All right, don't ruin my ruin my prank, okay? So, y- your prank failed. But um, So, yeah, New York was, was great. Need to go back and explore. God, there's so many things that... Oh, I mean, we didn't we didn't scratch this. I, I wanted to go up and get a picture, a skyline picture, but that never happened. Well, one of my friends actually went to New York a few days after we went, and she went up into the World the World Trade Center at the top and got a picture yeah. and all everything. Same thing with the Empire State Building. So I um we really we really missed out on, on that. Yeah, we should have done that. We were in the in we were right by the Empire State Building. We just didn't and the World Trade Center. We just didn't do it. And or I, one World Trade. Unfortunate. I wish we'd done that. On a serious note, though, if you have not been to the World Trade Center Memorial, uh, that is something that, and you're in New York, that is something that you definitely have to go see because yeah. it is. I mean, it it will give you. It's a very emotional experience. It will give you cold chills at times. There's not um, many. There's not many memorials. I think you can go to that. You can feel the you can feel the energy circulating through you of like what happened that day like and you're in the moment you're, you're literally in you're in the place where they perish yeah I mean, you're the in way that museum is built it's like you're in the foundation of you are in of the, the foundation of the world trade center it's just unbelievable i mean there's people crying and and so which is you know totally appropriate i mean there's probably people who go frequently who have lost family members and friends um on that tragic day but yeah um, if you look at those fountains i mean here's how you, you the fountains everybody you know you've probably seen the fountains the museum is underneath of the fountains yeah so and i had no idea that was the case i had no idea it was as massive as it as it as it was yeah. and it was just a, a very i'd even like to go back experience. to the memorial and like when it's warmer and stuff and just walk around the whole because we only went up to like one part of the fountains but i'd like to walk around the right. whole fountains yeah, and I know. the names are all etched on, the, on yeah. the stones there we didn't even go in world the new world trade center no. i mean when we were walking up to it building. there was damn ice falling from the top of buildings that was that was a little bit scary because they you built this died. mall, right? And it's a World Trade Center building that they built there that's got these mm. big things that come out of it, and there's, like, ice dropping down, and that was pretty That was pretty scary. Ground was icy, too. So, um, yeah, I'd even like to go back to that. Places like places like uh, L.A. and New York, you just really can't experience everything just once. You got to go back. So, anyways, I guess that's wrap. It's wrapping up our thoughts on on New York on a good trip and a good two weeks off. Celebrated Christmas, great. Hope all you guys had a great Christmas with family and um, and uh, coming up on a new year. But I guess right now we'll throw it to break and we'll come back and get into what everybody else um, who <laughs> just listens for the NASCAR stuff is looking forward to. Is our NASCAR Nuggets? We'll dive into all the stuff we missed that uh, went on the last two weeks and um, really go from there. But a- even after that. Maybe, well, this has been really anticipated for me, but towards the end of this episode, we're going to dive into our top moments of 2019. 
So stick around for that. But uh, when we come back, we'll dive into NASCAR Nuggets. So crash. Trouble. Tired of reading through stories that don't matter to you online? Do you need an app that gets you and what you want to read? Well, download Flipboard today. Flipboard curates the world's stories so you can focus on investing in yourself, staying informed, and getting involved. Go to the App Store, type in Flipboard, and you can download it for free. Welcome back to For the Lead. And, you know, meanwhile, while you guys are all listening to For the Lead on New Year's Eve, and, uh, uh, Kyle Busch is out celebrating with Nelly, his 2019 championship. That's actually from the banquet week, but I thought that was funny and appropriate to post since New Year's Eve is, in Nelly fact... Nelly was there? That was Nelly. Oh. So, um, yeah, Kyle Busch having no shortage of fun celebrating his 2019 uh, he championship. Didn't have, he, did, he had a lot of shortage of fun on Christmas because the Bush house had <sighs> exactly what happened to me when our uh, kid, oldest daughter, first Christmas literally got my entire family sick with the bug and in bed all of Christmas. And that is a peer that appears to be what happened with the uh, Kyle Bush family. I don't think all of it. I think Brexton well, just got the flu, but no, the Kyle day got it. Oh, we did. Yeah. Samantha said Kyle too. Oh. And if you look at the picture that they posted when they were on their vacation, like a couple days later, she was like finally vacationing. You can see the dark bags under his eyes. Mm. He must've been doing some heavy vomiting. Hmm. Yeah, that it seems to be this time of year, right after Christmas or right when Christmas starts to get sick. I know last year, going into 2019, I was actually sick. Well, and your brother got the flu on Thanksgiving night. Remember? Yeah, he got he got something on Thanksgiving it was night. The flu. Thankfully, knock on wood, I've uh, I've kind of dodged any sickness that's gone around my household and me with, too. Actually, within my I mean, friends. Uh, Kids have been sick, uh, in the, and I haven't. I have not actually been sick in like two years. Knock on wood. And I used to get sore throats all the time. You know how that just your whole body feels bad and you can't swallow those types of things. I have not had a sore throat in two years. I'm not. You better I, knock on wood. I, I, I um, I have not been sick whatsoever. So that's drywall. So yeah, I mean, thankfully I've been able to dodge some sickness. Some of, some of my friends are sick. One of my friends woke up today throwing up. Well, you haven't been you haven't done that, I guess, since uh, it's almost been a year. Yeah, right. And the the, the Daytona they Daytona vomit. Fest yeah, I've mixed nineteen. I have mixed emotions about going back to Daytona. I might might get a little PTSD from the the two days that I was heading the toilet. But um, yeah, so. <laughs> miraculously we have both kind of dodged sickness but anyway diving into nascar nuggets we want to start out with some very sad news that um happened right when we got back from new york junior johnson nascar legend hall of famer oh yeah passed away at the age of what was he 80 i don't know I know he's in his 80s but, you know you don't remember junior i mean no. i don't remember him driving but i certainly remember remember him being a car owner to bill elliott in the 11 budweiser car um, yeah. I can certainly remember those days, and uh, that's um, Hall. You know, that's just those old the, the the drivers, the old drivers that I remember are now starting to. Um, Which is very sad, and I think it puts a cap on 2019 as a whole because I mean we started out the year with, with JD passing, and um, you know right before 2019, or right before 2018 ended, we had uh, had Glenwood pass away, and um, you know this year was just kind of filled with. With uh, some deaths in the NASCAR community, and that happens. Wasn't, didn't someone else pass away? Because we were at the Hall of Fame, and we... With Glenn Wood. Was it Glenn Wood? It was Glenn. Um, so, you know, we had J.D. pass this year, and many others. Um, you know, I can't remember the names right off my head, but... Um, David Pearson. 
Oh, Pearson. When did he die? I feel like we were at the Hall of Fame. Or oh, something. never mind. Yes, that was Pearson when we were at the Hall of Fame. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, just sad year in the sport, honestly. Uh, had a lot of a lot of passings, it seems. So, I mean, as sad as it is, Junior Johnson passing away in 2019. I mean, sad as a NASCAR legend. Unfortunately, I wasn't around on the days Junior Johnson was – was popping and uh, well, I wasn't getting his chili and and stuff, but I believe you know you old heads out there who were listening to our podcast may remember Junior Johnson as a car owner, as a he wasn't he pick remember at one point was slinging he, a jack. Am I confused? Was he ever a driver? Am I? I must. Um, he wasn't, was he? I don't know. You tell was me. Was he a driver? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Let's both just quit right now. I, I'm trying to remember. I'm, 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 you know, my memory goes. Was Junior Johnson a driver? I mean, he was Bill Elliott's car owner. Oh, he wasn't. He was Daryl Waltrip's car owner too. Yeah. He wasn't a driver. I'm thinking of like AJ Foyt or something being a driver and then a car owner. Well. Damn. Did he drive anything? Um. Yeah, was a NASCAR driver in the 1950s and 60s. He won 50 NASCAR races in his career before retiring oh. in 1966. <laughs> Just cut that out. Um, 88, passed away at 88. So, yeah, you know, RIP to, to Mr. Johnson, car owner, driver, pit crew member at one point, 50-time NASCAR winner, and uh, lived a pretty full life, 88 years old. I know a lot of people wish they could – Lived to 88, NASCAR. And you know what? I like, I really like when, <clears throat> I mean, I don't like when they pass away, but it's it's always good when someone is living and they go into the Hall of Fame and they get to enjoy that moment. Yeah. You know, I think of uh, someone who died of cancer recently, Robert Yates, who wasn't, you know, he, he was alive to be, not, to, to be into the, to, you know, um, find out he was going to be in the Hall of Fame, but he wasn't um, alive when they actually inducted him into the Hall of Fame. So it's always good when someone can, can be there and be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Right, so um, obviously very sad. Sucks that we lost another legend in our sport. Um, but you know what they say, life moves on. So um, thoughts and prayers to the whole Johnson family. And um, yeah, but maybe the biggest news happened, and this was anticipated uh, about a week before it actually happened. So we were kind of keeping our eye out for this. Haley Deegan signs with Ford. And for development, big signing, um, big way. I mean, I said this to you like a couple weeks before, and you're like, there's no way that's happening. I just didn't see Toyota letting her walk. I, I didn't see it, but... Uh, they weren't willing to pay what Ford was willing to pay. Well, I mean, like I told you, I mean, it's still a developmental driver. So, for Toyota... I, I, yes. For Toyota to pay upwards in the millions for a developmental driver, I mean, I know it's Haley Deegan, I know she's... A lot of talent, and you know, don't get me wrong, I I like her just as much as anybody. I think she has a lot of potential, but you got a vintage Haley Deegan shirt for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to wear that today. Now vintage Haley Deegan Toyota shirt. Um, yeah, but so she signs with Ford. Um, man, they they must have played a hefty price for him. I guess Ford's new uh, slogan is uh, "You develop them, we'll we'll sign them." Um, Ford, you're welcome for Joey Logano. You're welcome for Daniel Suarez. Well, um, <laughs> I'm not sure about that. You're welcome for Haley Deegan. Um, but, um, yeah, is it a good move on her part? I don't believe it is. You don't believe it is? Why? 
Um, because I mean, she's going. She's gonna drive for. I mean, she's driving for DGR Crosley. Yep, full time in Arca. The Arca. Have they? Did they have an Arca car last year? Yeah. How'd they do? I'm not sure. I didn't really pay attention to Arca last year. I mean, I I feel like part time Imza too. I feel like <clears throat> that. Well, number one, being with Ford gives you more team opportunities, but it, there's only there's only two elite Ford teams that are out there, and of course, which would be the same thing can front be row for, and well, uh, uh, the same. I guess the same thing can be said for Toyota. I mean, there's not. I mean, I'm, now I'm talking to myself, and maybe it was a good idea. If she sticks with Toyota, she gets in that same situation down the road that everybody's in. Like, where am I going to go? Because at that point. Gibbs will have some of those drivers gone. They'll be filled up with Christopher Bell and who knows Harrison Burton at that point. And there's really only the Gibbs team, and then there's that satellite Bob Levine team with Toyota. Am I right? Am I missing anybody? Right. Ford's got their Stuart Haas. They've got Penske. Those are the top Ford teams. Roush, which, you know, we'll, you know, kind of still hanging on, but front row and all those other teams that aren't really that, that competitive. Um, I think though, from a an equipment standpoint in cars, Toyota. You know why am I why am I talking myself out of this? Because now I want to say that I feel like Ford performs better in lower series their equipment than they do the Cup series. Toyota performs better in the Cup series than in the lower series. Maybe it was a good move. What do you think? Um, you know, I I think. Toyota slogan for them is quality over quantity. Um, I mean, I I was with you when I thought she was destined to be a Kyle Busch Truck Series driver. When it doesn't appear like that's the case anymore, obviously. Well, I mean, I'm always tend to favor quality or quantity over over quality. I mean, you look at all the Ford cars. All the Ford cars in the Cup Series. We have the 41, the 10, the 4, 14, the 22. 2, 12 are the most competitive ones. There's only three out of those seven that can win every week, in my opinion. Joey or Logano, Joey Logano Keselowski, in the four car. Kevin Harvick. You see them? You see any of them three with maybe Harvick going anywhere anytime soon? Well, I don't think I don't. I think Harvick retires well before Haley Deegan is ready for Cup Series. Right, but I mean, who goes? Well, if it's well before, she's not going into the four. No, I, that's what I'm saying. I and don't, Ford, I don't see her in the four. Ford um, doesn't necessarily have. I mean, they their their developmental program is a little bit different than Toyota's. And you you look at the you look at the type talent that Toyota's produced. Um, Joey Logano. I mean, let's not forget he went through there. Uh, Daniel Suarez, Matt DiBenedetto, Christopher Bell, Harrison Burton. Um, I mean, something tells me now she is poised to go to Stuart Haas in a different car. Because of their experience with Danica and having having a female driver and all of that, and well, I don't know if that's necessarily the case, but um, yeah, I don't know if it. I mean, I guess for what she wants to do, I think, we, and we talked about this. Her dad is super smart. Um, I think they have their own plan. In mine, I don't think they're trying to rush her to the Cup Series. Are they using Ford for these next two years to then drop Ford and go to... Back to Toyota? I don't know. I mean, I'm... was there a Toyota opportunity in Arca Series with a top team? 
um, Venturini, where she where she was racing part time this year. I also think they they. I also think they wanted to get her out of that situation. I don't know that that was a good fit for her with those teammates that she had and all that. I don't think that they thought she was getting what she should have been getting with that team, like what's-his-name was. Derek Krause? Yeah. I mean, I think they want her to be the the star at whatever organization she's with and get the best equipment, which is fair, Um, and – you know, it seemed like he was kind of the golden boy there. I mean, that's the yeah. way I feel. I mean, regardless of what it was, I mean, Deegan and her father are very smart. And they, they've got a plan for her. Um, you know, whether it works out for them, you know, that time will tell. If I was her, well, I'm not even going to put my input in because I'm biased towards Toyota. And rightfully so. I mean, they produce some of our top talents in the Cup Series today. Um, right. You know, I don't know about the move, but um, I will say, reg- Haley Deegan aside, if I'm an organization, <laughs> for Ford to roll out an upwards in a, of a million dollar sign at a developmental driver, that's a little bit ludicrous to me. Yeah, well, I, 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 I would agree with that. I just don't know if they've done that in the past. I don't know what the pricing has been in I mean, have they ever made this big of a deal about a driver in the past? I mean, I don't know of a developmental driver who's ever driven out at a conference in a Ford Mustang right. and had her ARCA car unveiled. I mean, that's yeah. that's Cup Series I mean, stuff right there. I mean, this I, was a this was a Ford having their moment. We well, got her. Well, this is know. this is a publicity stunt to get Ford's right. name out there um, because I mean. You know, Ford hates Toyota, Toyota hates Ford, and Chevy hates Toyota, Toyota hates Chevy. I mean, I mean I'm way, 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 way too hesitant. This this person who we've had on the podcast, we've had Haley Deegan on the podcast. She seems like a great talent, but I am way, it's way too early with her not even being hardly in an ARCA car very much, never driven a truck car, never driven an Xfinity car. I am very hesitant to say she is the future she is the face of ford racing i mean that's just i just i I can't go there yeah time will tell so you know Haley, show me something this year so uh be interesting to see how she does full-time in the arca series this year part-time imza i think that's a really smart move because she gets um what imza series it's like road racing oh so so she gets you know asphalt experience in in arca which is you know more similar to or closer to Cup in the top three than maybe K&N is, even though they're kind of combined this year. And uh, Imza, she's going to get that road experience. Is so. she doing any truck series racing this year? They, they did not announce any of that. Um, but I I can, you know, I'm willing to bet that, you know, she'll I mean, get if, she'll get a, if a couple If Derek Krause starts. is driving select truck races, at, at, at how old? He's a... Uh, He's 17. I mean, I think she should be in a couple truck races. Me too. I don't know. So, um, and that, then that leads the question. I mean, they would be DGR trucks, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, what we don't DGR. know is where Natalie Decker is going to land in 2020. She's not really said right. anything about her plans. And what I don't know is where is my signed Natalie Decker sheet metal. Well, that's a conversation that you and well, we're going down to Charlotte. Um, so uh, maybe, maybe I should let her. Know maybe I need to message that, her mom. Hey, we'll we'll be in Charlotte if you have any. Uh, well, they're in Wisconsin right now. Natalie, well, I don't. They, they can drive back from Wisconsin. <laughs> Natalie on her Instagram story today. She was in Minnesota, and she's, and she's been sick. Yeah, and she's been sick. She's too. been sick for Christmas. So, um, um, yeah. So, whoa. yeah, we were promised some some Natalie Decker sheet metal for the studio, and we've not heard. And her mother's a great, great uh, 
loved. What are you trying to say her. about Amy Lynn Decker? I love meeting her mom. She was great. She's very down to earth. She was um, awesome. I think she's probably just you know she gets so many things she just forgets about it. Yeah, I would love to to have Natalie on at the start of twenty twenty just to see. Oh, I, you know, there's what, no doubt we could make that happen. What, what her plans on? Yeah, so well, she, I, she's I, a she likes the podcast. No, when they announce their plans, we'll have her on. So we'll, we'll we'll be the first to yeah we'll be the first to have her on chomp at the bit but uh, we'll do a special edition of Funnily. Other news: Kyle Larson and Christopher Bell wreck hard in New Zealand. I'm telling you what, Bell forced to to come home. Uh, there's a lot of there is a lot of there's it's very wishy washy on. I, I was reading more into it. Like it was like the story was Bell was told by his management team to come home that he needed to stop racing. Uh, and then Bob Levine got on and, and did some tweets about some different things and, you know, talked about Bob, Bob contracts and stuff. Bob caught him in from the mothership. Like, and get, then get and off. then the next story was, no, Christopher decided to leave on his own accord to get ready for the Chili Bowl. Well, that just sounds better. Yeah, yeah, that does sound better. Should have started with that. Um, I'm telling you what, Kyle Larson had a really hard wreck, too. I'm On Christmas. I mean, <laughs> uh, I, I just, I don't, I know these racers want to race, but... I mean, you look at what happened to Jason Leffler. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, you are in the pr- – for Kyle Larson, who's now coming into the prime of his career in the Cup Series, I would say this. I think the next five to ten years are going to be the sweet years for Kyle Larson if he plays his cards right and makes the moves that he needs to make. Wow. And then you look at Christopher Bell, who is actually beginning his Cup Series career. And you look at these other people that have lost their lives in these cars – I just think it's I just think it is way too risky. I know you love it. I know it's your passion. I know you're having fun doing it, but you're not going to be having fun when you're dead. You're really not. I mean, what's that? I know what's that. What, is that backed by science? What's that? No, but in that this thing you know, live 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 free or die hard. What is that? I don't know. There's something like if you're not I don't living, know. if you're not living you're dying or something, I don't know. It's, it's something, but well, Timothy's turned into Pill Collins over here on the. No, damn. but what do you? I mean, do you? Uh, seriously, you're you, you're going to be dead. I mean, you could get have something happen that could kill you in yeah. in those cars, and then it's over. And That's you got any, your family and everybody yeah, but, left picking up the pieces. Yeah, but you think about it too much. I mean, you go walk out of here, a brick fell on my head, and I die. So, I mean, but for anybody saying on on Twitter, and trust me, I saw my fair share of this. Um, That's on not, Christmas. That is nowhere near a comparison. For anybody saying on on Twitter that. This hurts Kyle Larson's chances of getting that 48 ride. You're, oh, an, idiot. you're an idiot. Now, I don't agree. You're with an that. absolute idiot. Um, I do think that if Kyle Larson wants to advance in his career with more competitive cup, cup teams, he is going to have to curtail some of that racing. Yeah. Not all of it, but some of it. I, I agree. I agree with that. And I think Hendrick, I think, you know, that'll be obviously a, a topic of conversation for anywhere he goes, unless he, you know, sticks with um, Chip. Chip's obviously a big supporter of his race, and Chip's, you know, He's got his hands in every every sort of racing except horse racing, and um, and stuff like that. But for anybody saying that this that this you know that tied the knot on on uh, somebody else landing that forty eight ride, you're an absolute idiot. And uh, yeah, get out of here. But um, you know, Christopher Bell wrecked hard too. I never saw him. I never saw his wreck either. But um, you know, I mean, get out of you. Get get your ass on a plane and get back to America. Yeah, just. <laughs> What are we? We're forty-eight. What are we? Forty-eight days away is that from what it day, is? Daytona. It could be forty-eight days away. That's crazy. When, when is the five hundred? It's the fifteenth. President's 16th? President's weekend. Fifteenth or sixteenth? Isn't it like a couple of days after Valentine's Day? I feel like. 
Let me look at that. That's actually a really good question. <laughs> Why is that a really good question? Because it wasn't like the 17th. I remember it was All-Star Weekend last year. Yeah, it's uh, the 15th this so year. It's the day, yeah, so it's the day after Valentine's Day. Wait, is it? Yeah. Yes. Dang, no? No, fit. 16th. There 16th. we go. So it's it's yeah, it's it's right after Valentine's Day. Yeah. Y'all just wait. We're 48 days away until Bob Levine unleashed the beast on y'all's asses. Wait till you see Levine jumping on the roof after he wins the Daytona 500. Jason Ratcliffe. Is is Christopher going to put Levine in the, like the Is he going to sit Bob Levine in the car like they did Brexton and drive around Daytona? I don't know. But um yeah, so whew, Carl, Kyle Larson up. Kyle Larson is susceptible to big hits. But he's such a tiny guy, too, and he just yeah. he just broke all those ribs or something. I mean, yeah. you know, it's like, good gosh. Can't take the, you can't take the stripes off the tiger, man. Well, damn. I mean, you just, it's hard to do. I mean, when, you, when you're a racer at heart, you know, it's hard. It's hard to just. Well, go race something else. Go race short tracks and. Snowmobiles? <laughs> go race something that's got a car, a side on it and a window net and all that stuff. Well, speaking of snowmobiles, Cole Pern. He's running a ski resort now I'm, in Canada. I want to go vacation there. I want so, to go walk up, ask for my skis, and Cole Pern come to the come to the the lodge all wooden inside and have him come and hand me my skis. Cole Pern has taken his talents to a ski resort in Canada where he now runs it. He said, I'm out of here. I'm, yeah. going, to a, I'm going to go move to a ski resort I'm and run it. That's really cool. He, he went straight from the – it's got to be a weird feeling to know that, uh, you know, you're right in the middle – smack dab in, in sports media and stuff championship four top three crew chief in the league and then a, a month, month later a month later you're sitting there at a ski resort lending out uh, uh snowboards to little kids man so uh good for cold but apparently they promised each other he and his wife promised each other they would raise their kids in canada really and, yep they did they made good old canadian they, folks eh so they made a promise to each other they'd raise their kids in canada so they're making good on that promise huh Maybe that's as why a they. Kid, who would not want to live at a ski resort? That would be awesome as a kid. I'd rather live on a beach. Um, so that's really cool for Cole Pern. But uh, speaking of uh, the 19 team in Cole Pern, James Small was named crew chief of Martin Truex Jr. for 2020 and beyond. James, and I guess Small he's been with the team. Was an engineer at um, Furniture Row Racing and moved over to Gibbs. Um, kind of a predecessor. Cole Pern was like the predecessor to, uh, or did I say that right? Would James Small be the predecessor? James Small would be the predecessor of Cole Pern, right? Or... I believe, yes. Yeah, so he was kind of. My predecessor. Kind of. Cole would say to him, he's my predecessor. Yeah, so this this kind of feels like the the Abraham Canals thing. Um, they have a lot of similar personalities, apparently. The, they do. That's what Truex said. Both look like mountain men with their beards. So in a year, he'll be run, He'll be kind of a. Uh, He'll be doing maintenance at the ski resort with yeah. Cole. I was talking about this uh, with a buddy of mine I work with at the radio station, how fast or slow we'd think they'd get off to a start. And I laid out two scenarios. Either I think that Martin Truex will win the Daytona 500, him and James Small won the 500 because he hasn't won that race before, or it'll take them about six to eight races to really start clicking, and then they'll get the ball rolling. I'm going to say wins the Daytona 500 and then struggles the rest of the year. Uh, well, I don't know, because Kyle Busch is going to win the 2020 Daytona 500. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Let's so. just hope you're there to see it. I know, right? Well, if, if you go ahead and get on the the damn hot passes and, and tickets before it sells out. Well, I'm just waiting until the end of the week. Oh, okay. Got to get paid first. Now you're on a tight budget. Crickets. <laughs> Anywho. So, uh, maybe, okay. I you know, the, Deegan, the Deegan announcement was big. 
Um, you know, Junior Johnson, that was unfortunate. Kyle Larson, Christopher Bell, we hit on that. But maybe the biggest news, Joey Gase. Head Hot. Twins. Head twins. Head, head twins. Congratulations to uh, the Gase family. Joey Gase, a savvy veteran. <laughs> it's coming in for Rick Royal Racing. That was the head. That was the that was the language written in the article. What Veteran we, racer Joey Gase joins Rick Ware Racing, and he's full time. I guess full time. Uh, let's see which car is he going to be in the 51, 52, 53, 54, 55 car. How many fifty something cars is Rick Ware Racing? Have? Well, hopefully we can figure out how to get that damn fifty two out of the way weren't first. These, what wasn't his team the cheating team? Part of the cheating scandal at the end of the year. Rick Ware, yeah. So Dronky of the Dronky of the Year goes to Rick Ware Racing. I mean, Portland and Castle. I mean, you got Quinn Huff going to Starcom. You got Joey Gase. What is what what is, why why can't somebody pick up Landon Castle? He should at least be in front row equipment. He'll be in the ninety nine for Starcom, won't he? Full time. I don't know. Full time. He should at least he should have he should at least be in front row racing. That's yeah. where he should be. He should have replaced Reagan. Yeah. So have they even? They haven't got a. Re- yeah, John Hunter Nemechek. Oh yeah, that's right. So John our Hunter. rookie battle is now up to. Oh well, they're saying Quinn Huff's going to battle for the rookie of the year. Oh So hell. we've got five candidates going for rookie of the year. You've got the three Xfinity stars. You've got Quinn Huff, and you've got John Hunter Nemechek. Mm. John Hunter Nemechek. Nemechek. American dream, huh? When your last name can buy you a ride, but your talent can't get you shit. Um, he has won races. In what? Trucks and Xfinity, I think. <laughs> okay. Jeez. Well, congrats, John Hunter Nemechek, landing that ride. That, you know, front row seems to be a revolving door nowadays. At least one of the rides seems to be a revolving door. The 34, Michael McDowell seems like a pretty... Well, David Reagan's been there forever. Well, he's been there forever, but, I mean, they had the 36 this year with uh, Matt Tiff. Yeah, Tiff they're just going out. to two teams, though. Yeah, they're still trying to figure out some team identity, but, um, yeah, so five, five for the... Oh, man. So we're going to have arguably the greatest rookie battle ever between the top three, and then we're going to have the Scrub Cup. With the other yeah, two. we should see which one gets it between the other two. Well, it's going to be John Hunter Nemechek. So, I'm not putting much on Quinn Huff. I, you know, I'm going with Quinn Huff. Oh, my gosh. Quinn Huff, friend of the podcast. Well, we've got a root I for I can see Nemechek winning an, uh, a restrictor play race. Wait, so if Joey Gase is full-time, can he not run for Rookie of the Year? Well, I think he's already run so many races. Um, but I thought you had to run at least one full-time. I don't know. It's going gonna, gonna to be the greatest rookie battle um in modern day versus the scrub cups so we'll have to see how that goes um uh, but for all you vintage nostalgia people looks like the tv is still available so it's uh it's gonna be mine all right so we have just acquired a tv for the new studio a matter of fact after this episode we're gonna take uh sledgehammers to this studio <laughs> and just start busting down walls and and uh and everything that uh remains Kind of forgot what we had on the walls. Nothing. Seven seven championship. Oh. oh, that's the that's like the nostalgia wall right there. Yep. You with Dale Earnhardt. Mm, only is he drinking a Pepsi? Yeah, Diet Pepsi. What? I thought he was a Coke. That guy. was before the Coke days. Oh. Yep. That's funny. Now on this side, we got Sylvester and all that. Okay. Well, speaking of nostalgia and our nostalgia wall, the Bush Class is back. I know. At Daytona, I, I like how they did the. The, the kind of like poster yeah, thing. Yeah, older NASCAR fans remember those posters. They had the Bush Clash posters. And they also did posters for like the Winston. Those were so cool. Yeah, and cool. Um, 
if they have a poster when we're down at Daytona of the Bush Clash, I'm gonna have to get it. You're gonna have to get it. I mean, I'm sure they're gonna have them online. At least you can order. I don't know if they'll have them down there after because well, we'll hopefully be down there for uh, (laughs) that week for Speed Weeks. Gotta get carried away now. We gotta see if Timothy gets paid. Let's not get carried away now. Barely let the man work. This week goes. So this week goes great. Then everything's gonna be great. Everything's already great. Um, coming off 20, 2019 championship, going to win the 2020 Daytona 500. Can't wait to get to Daytona and get my race car. But um, anyways, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to give you – Timothy's going to give you his top moments. I'm going to give you my top moments of the 2019 season, which include best race, driver, comeback, paint scheme, fight, finish, you name it. Including we'll – and then our top ten best moments of all of our traveling racing trips. Yeah, so stick around for that. We'll be right back. Crash. Trouble. Tired of reading through stories that don't matter to you online? Do you need an app that gets you and what you want to read? Well, download Flipboard today. Flipboard curates the world's stories so you can focus on investing in yourself, staying informed, and getting involved. Go to the App Store, type in Flipboard, and you can download it for free. All right, and welcome back to For the Lead, episode 45, our last one of the 2019 calendar year. Wow, next week will be the first episode of 2020, a new decade. First episode so of the new decade. So are we starting season two next week? I'm confused. Is next week the start of season yes. two? So yes, we're just going to have to do one, it. one, season two. Yeah, we're just going to have to do it based on the calendar year because okay. the whole thing is going to get confusing if we don't. Um, but right now, we're going to give you our top yeah, moments. Some of these of the, I haven't really thought of. I'm going to be thinking about these on the, fly? the fly, I think. Top moments of the 2019 season. So we'll start off. The first one in the category is best race. Best race. Mm. You know, I'm going to have to say the best race of the season was the Roval. Really? Yep. And why Why is that? Any reason in particular? I mean, I think you had so much... Uh, you know, it's the Roval. There was it really had everything, and then it had you know, just an uh, a comeback, comeback of a lifetime. Yeah. Um. I mean, so yeah, I'm biased with Chase as my driver. I mean, such a wave of emotion, standing in the French fry line, seeing him hit the wall head on, and then, uh, then he wins. Then <laughs> he comebacks and wins a thing. I know I'm probably forgetting a race that probably was better, like had a crazy finish. Well, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take off my bias. It's easy for me to say Bristol or Homestead, um, the first Bristol, but uh, I'm gonna take off my bias Kyle Busch fan hat and I'm gonna put on my NASCAR hat and I'm gonna say the best race this year was probably Kentucky. Remind me of what happened at Kentucky. See, this the is Bush why versus I don't... Bush battle. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah, I mean. I just can't remember some of these races like I used to. I can only really remember the ones that I were at, that I was at. Um, Last lap, beating and banging. Probably right. Just like last year, I I guess if I had to pick one last year, which maybe we did, maybe we didn't, it would be the probably the um, Chicagoland. Yeah, with Kyle Busch and Kyle Larson. Yeah. Um, But we didn't really have that this year. Did we have like a huge photo finish type race this year that I'm forgetting about? Um, Kentucky. I mean, they was were that a photo finish. One of photo finish side by side at the line. No, not all. necessarily. No, No, but I know what you're talking about. Uh, Kentucky. Yeah, I would put Kentucky up there. I mean, photo finishes Talladega. Did we have one? Oh, yeah. Blaney. The Blaney Newman one at Talladega. But that's Talladega. Yeah. I'm not going to 
pick a restricted That's player. That's to be ex- when there's not um, a photo finish at Talladega or Daytona, then it's kind of underwhelm, uh, uh, underperforming. The excitement that was in the air when Chase Elliott won the Roval, I mean, was just epic. Did you not feel? And the, then he got out of the car. The car starts rolling. The smoke and yeah, the car well, crashes was, itself. He does the burnout where he wrecked. That was best celebration, uh, hands down. Did you not feel the emotion and celebration in the air when Kyle won Bristol or Homestead? From me? <laughs> no, I did. But I, I'm thinking of, like, the race itself. C- charging back up through the field yeah. and all of that. I mean, that wasn't really the case. Kyle didn't wreck at Bristol, did he, and come back and yeah, win? Yeah, he did. He got did wrecked. wreck and come back and win the race? He wrecked on lap two. Remember when Stenhouse ass-packed him yeah, and he right, spun he out? right, he did. And then he beat Kyle uh, Kurt Busch yeah. for the win. Yeah. Because Kurt got that into the wall. That was really down to the wire in the last couple of laps. Yeah, until Kurt it? got into the wall. Yeah, um, so that was, I mean, that yeah, was another good race. A lot of good racing this year. A lot of good racing. Uh, but, yeah, that, that would probably be my, my you know, best race of the year NASCAR-wise, Kentucky. Timothy says uh, Roval Chicagoland's in there, too, with the Kyle Larson-Alex Bowman battle. That was a pretty good race. Um, you know, a lot of good racing this year. But we'll move on to the best driver. Best driver. You already know what I'm going to say, so I'm going to just say Kyle Busch. I know you're going to say Kyle Busch. I'm going to say... Um, I'm going to say Martin Truex. So, it's a respectable answer. So, no Denny Hamlin? No. I'm not going to say Denny Hamlin. I mean, everybody was hype. I mean, Denny Hamlin won a lot of races. Didn't win the most races. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, so, no. Um, if you look at... But he was clutch. But I, you know, I'm also counting. When I say Truex, I'm, I'm also looking at someone who came over to a team that he yeah. wasn't driving for last year well, and and then ended up winning the most races for that team and all of that. Now, yeah. I don't know if we'll be saying that next year, but, um, you know, yeah. he, him and Cole Pern did not miss a beat from Furniture Row Racing. No, they didn't. And, I mean, they out – they – put a whipping those two put a whipping on everybody else at joe gibbs racing a lot this year right yeah so and and kyle had that span where i mean sure he won homestead he won the championship yes he won the regular season championship but he he had a long span where he just wasn't that competitive so if you look at the year as a whole i wouldn't say um, that competitive he was getting second third fourth well if you were going by you he wasn't that competitive i mean you were like down in the dumps but expect wins um, i mean like i don't know what I, I think Truex. Respectable answer. Kyle Busch for me. Well, just, yeah, and I respect that. He won the championship, won the regular season Yeah, it just seems like he's, you know, the best driver in the sport right now. He's definitely um, peaking um, in his career. So uh, I believe he was the best driver this year. Best comeback this year. Now now categorize this a little. Best comeback is season-wise or driver-wise? Um, I think we can say both. Let's do both. All right, best comeback, I'm going to say Denny Hamlin. All right, um, I just want to do – I just want to see – let's see. Truex's average finish this year was 15.7. Okay. Do you know all... No, I'm sorry. His average finish this year was 9.8. Okay. Do you know Do you know Bush's offhand? No, but I'm going to guess. I'm going to say Bush's was 10 point something. So you think Bush's was 10 point something. Let's see. 12.3. Oh, okay. So, you know, that's that's one. I mean, when you've got an when your average finish is in the top 10 for the entire year, that's pretty good. Yeah, you're pretty solid. I mean, normally the champions, I mean, normally the top drivers average finishes is, is is like 
12 something. I mean, mm-hmm. Kyle's kind of right in there where he he needs to be, but Truex was really good. Yeah. Definitely a mon- monumental year for Truex. Um best comeback. Best comeback. Denny Hamlin. Uh as uh, for the for the um winless in, in 2018 came back and Solid all year, won the Daytona 500, won Texas, a bunch of other races, and uh, made it into the championship four, which, uh, you know, is, is a lot for a team that didn't win a race in 2018. So big, big bounce back for uh, for Mr. Hamlin. And I'm going to... Bueller? <laughs> well, um, I was going to say, I mean, I agree with you with Hamlin. Um, I also, also see two other drivers that had kind of come back years better than last year's uh kyle larson uh got a win kind yeah. of made it to the round where he hadn't made it and ryan blaney actually to be honest with you um I, he got another win and made it really and really ran well toward the end of the year and was really close to making it to the final four i wouldn't say comeback i mean i think blaney. it's hamlin i'm just trying to give some other names yeah but i wouldn't say comeback for for blaney because he started out strong some spring summary wasn't good for him, and then he was good when he needed to be. So I mean, pretty much, about what you expect out of Blaney um, from the past, from his first uh, few years. Best paint scheme. This does not include Darlington. I didn't do. Do we do race? Um, Best comeback race. Uh, right? That was first. Best comeback. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was. It went best race, best driver, best comeback. Now it's best, best comeback paint. by. A, you're talking about a driver in the season and then best comeback in a race. Oh, best chase, comeback in a chase, race? Chase, Chase, the Roval. You're going to say Chase? How Kyle, can you not say that? Kyle Busch, oh, um, Bristol. On. Come on. Chase had the dominant car. Hit the wall head on and then had to drive all the way through the field with like 50 laps to go okay. in a road course. That is not like a typical road course. Okay, let's let's ease up on the wall here. He hit tires. He hit okay. the wall head on. Flew through the windshield out the car. Kind of like what tires. happened to me on Wreckfest last night. He hit tires. I'm going to say Kyle Busch at Bristol, uh, strictly because he wrecked lap two and uh, went down yeah, a lap. Yeah, so he had the one... whole race to make it up. Chase didn't even have that. Down a lap at Bristol, though. Come back, finish. Lucky, lucky dog didn't make the lap up on his own. Okay, without the cautions, Chase wouldn't have been even in the top three at the end of the road. Uh. So come correct when you come at me, boy. <laughs> and come with the championship, Donnie. too. Ronnie, damn it. Um, so best paint scheme. This does not include Darlington. Oh, really? Yeah, that'd be too easy to put oh, Darlington damn. in there. Now I gotta really think about this. Best paint scheme for me, um, Kyle Busch's hazelnut spread. I really like this year, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna say William Byron's white exalted car. Mm. I really like that scheme. I think that was a I think that was the best scheme of the year. Uh, I got beat out by Corey LeJoy's Scooby Doo scheme, but I wouldn't even count that because that was a one off race deal. That was pretty much like Darlington. Um, so I'm going to say William Byron's white exalta. Hmm. I'm going to say Kyle Busch's, uh, hazelnut. Really? Yep. That was a great scheme this year. I can't wait to see what they do next Chase year. Chase Elliott going to be in a black Hooters car next year. That, Boom. I'm excited about that. That's going to be interesting to see on track or which tracks they put that at. So I went with William Byron's white, white exalta. Timothy went with Kyle Busch's hazelnut spread car. This one may be a little hard cause I don't know many. Many altercations we had this year, but best fight. The best fight happened, and it was – I'll remember this for the rest of my life because you grabbed my arm while we were walking in Santa Monica or wherever, and it was it was Ryan – it was Clint Boyer just unleashing on Ryan Newman at the All-Star race. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, like a robot. He looks like a machine, Daryl Waltrip said. I mean, yeah. boom, 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 boom. It was like that game you play. What are those that, you know, you've got those two little Rock things. Rock'em, sock'em, Rock'em, sock'em. And, I mean, he just went in there and he tore him up. Of course, there was the other fight. There was the... Um, Hamlin. The Hamlin fight. But there was also the Michael McDowell, Daniel Suarez. Remember, he took down McDowell yeah. uh, after qualifying. There yeah. was that fight. Yeah. I'm going to swing a little bit a little bit different this year. Oh, there was also, um, what, Tyler Reddick and... Um, and uh, Cole, Custer? Cole Custer, yeah, that was pretty funny. I'm going to swing a little bit in a different direction this year. And I don't know if you would call this one a fighter altercation, but when Natalie Decker oh, yeah, was... <laughs> Natalie Decker ripped the hat off Spencer Boyd and threw it back at him, I think that that took that takes the crown this year for me or, as, as best fight. Or there's that moment where that – was this at South Boston where the guy dove through the window and started unhooking the guy's car and he took off and oh, he yeah, threw all was, over the track? That was this year. Good <laughs> God, yeah. remember that. Um, how could you forget that? But, uh, yes, yeah, so best fights for us. Um, best finish this year. Mm, like the best to the line finish? I guess. I don't know why you threw this one in. This kind of ties into a best race. Sorry. Um, best finish. The best race is like best overall race. Oh. Best finish. I'm going to say. Mm, this one's a little bit tough for me. I want to say like a close race, but then I I don't because that that I mean I already said Kentucky was my best best race I mean, this I think, year. I think also I think I think a team that put on the best race would be Kyle Busch at Homestead. Yeah. Um, you know that was just that was that was perfection. That was like yeah. I mean you 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 dotted your P's eyes and Q's. You crossed your T's and you just. Hit when it mattered run. the most, hit a home run. Yeah, best finish. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say something wild here to get the people talking. I'm gonna say uh, Bristol, August Bristol, closing laps. Hamlin takes the better out of the schools. Um, was running the top, running them down on the top, and then turns to the bottom and passes them on the bottom. The he Hamlin took to Harvick, uh, what was that? New Hampshire race. New Hampshire, it was pretty good. Yeah, it was all right. Um, yeah, I'll say Bristol though. Cause that, not from necessarily just like a watching it standpoint, but just from like, like a driver standpoint, um, of what Hamlin did there. I mean, he took him to school. I mean, didn't show him his hand. Knew he could turn the bottom and rotate the, uh, rotate the center well and and run the bottom and pass him. But was running him down on the top and not letting DeBetterdetto see that he could roll the bottom. And when he got to him, he rolled the bottom and got right by him. So. Um, I'm gonna say that was my my best finish this year. Clutch, clutch finish by um, by Hamlin. Not the clutches this year by Hamlin. That was obviously Phoenix, but um, clutch performance right there to to do that. But now we're gonna move on to our top fellow lead moments of 2019. And uh, I see you got your list there. Yeah, these are kind of the top ten moments of of us and our our experiences racing this year and in the trips that we took and all of that. <sighs> I don't, I don't I have number one and number two, but I don't really have them. Uh, I'm going to say number 10 for me, that vlog, that guy that we passed at, at Bristol while you were doing the vlog. Oh, yeah. See, we'll, we'll just combine these together because you might say the same ones I, yeah, so I would say. The, the vlog guy at Bristol. If you yeah. haven't checked that out, go to, uh, what is it, Connor Bunn on, on, on YouTube. YouTube. And watch Check the, out my first. Bristol Baby or something. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was such a – you sent me that, like – Last week or something, because you were rewatching it. I can't get that man's face out of my it, head. It is so, and the the zoom that we did right there. He was, was like so funny because you were like, "What did you say?" You said, B 
beers. So you barbecue, get a little bit of everything yeah. at NASCAR. You get beers, burgers, and BO. And yeah. I passed that guy, and he's wearing so. a cowboy hat, and he's like smirking. And then right after that, it was, hey, guy. And that guy, you remember? Oh, him? Yeah. 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 So um, so that was that was a, a top moment um, for me. Another, I guess, top moment. And this is, you know, this is our trips to races and those types of things, or, or, or racing involved. Um, this is not like a good top moment, but, uh, you know, it's an epic moment that I'll never forget. And that's leaving my wallet at Zaxby's Get out of us here. almost being at our hotel uh, in Daytona, having to turn around and yeah, drive like two hours back to get my wallet. That was full of money. Jesus. So, um, what was that moment like for you? Uh, the whole trip to Daytona minus Sunday was agonizing. Timothy forgetting his wallet. Having to drive two hours back, then we get there. I gotta pay for dinner that I ended up yakking up for two days. Because you ate taco. Uh, I don't. Don't even say it. I'm gonna puke. Like, don't even say it. I'm gonna puke. Left it out or something, and then I don't know. That's and I warned you before you ate it. I said you shouldn't eat that. No, you didn't say a damn thing. I did. I warned you didn't you. say a damn thing. You wanted me uh, to eat it, <laughs> anyways. So yeah, that was agonizing. Other than Sunday. Um, you know, to follow up on that, I put the, the Daytona 500 on the list because that's just, that's the mecca of NASCAR racing, and to be able to go to the Daytona 500 was It really feels really like, cool. to me, though, it was yesterday. This it, whole year has been a very, like... Blink. It doesn't feel like, I mean, I feel like it's still, like, January or February. It's um, been a fast year, yeah. And so, I mean... I remember, I mean, we're walking and the guy's on his megaphone and all that, and that happened at Daytona, and then, you know, that just seems like it was it was yesterday. So. Yeah. But that was getting up there in the stands and looking at our seats and the tri-oval there. I mean, that's it's kind of like an awe moment when you're at the Daytona 500, start of the season. Surreal. I mean, I'm really, really looking forward to going this again this year. I hope you can join me. Excuse me? Timothy forgets. Yeah, never mind. I'll, I'll announce that in 2020. Uh, the next thing is, um, this is something I'll never forget too. I know you probably never will. The bathroom rain delay at Darlington. Oh man! How long were we in that bathroom where like women were dancing with like I mean there were little kids in there. Women came in dancing with speakers on their yeah, shoulders. On their, on their head. And, um, we were in there for a good two hours. I mean that was. And I kind of saved the day on that one. We would have been drenched if I didn't say, let's go into the bathroom. I mean, we would have, I don't know. Um, but then to go to go along with that, the drive home from Darlington is one of my worst experiences oh, ever. We're, we're naming our best, our top experiences. experiences. We're not we're not naming worst experiences. You were experiences. sleeping the whole time. Claimed you had to work the next day. I did. And I stop at a rest stop, and I'm like, I got to at least get 30 minutes of sleep because we got to get home so Connor can work. And then I take a 30-minute nap, and we finally get home. It was like a 26-hour no, trip. We're, we're 30 minutes away from my house, and I wake up, and we're at some gas station, and I'm like – Nah, I ain't going to work yeah. today. And I texted my boss and I was like, "Hey, can somebody cover for me today?" She was like, "Yeah, I got you." I mean, and oh my god, I, that is something I do not want to repeat in 2020. I do not want to have an experience like that. And what, I think your brother was like, "Well, why didn't you just stay in a hotel?" Cone is um, best. I didn't know there was going to be a rain delay for three hours at Darlington. So, well. um, so that's another one. Um, seeing Liz Allison at Bristol, having her spot us. 
That was yeah. That I was, forget, I that was that. um. That was Morgan, an exciting moment. Throw Morgan Shepard in there too. Seeing Morgan Shepard with his purple sunglasses. And him on. saying his car was junk. Us hanging out and chit chatting and, and interviewing Natalie, uh, um, Haley Deegan yep. at uh, South Boston was, was a great cool. experience. Um, meeting meeting Daniel Silvestri and Jordan Pickle. Right. See, yeah, exactly. And, and, and you know, um, hanging out with Daniel and his family and all of that, yeah. uh, that was great. Um, being run out of Las Vegas Motor Speedway, we got ran out of there. Yeah, almost ran that out was, of the plane, too. That was, uh, yeah, that was, that was, that was a moment. Um, for me, being there and seeing my driver win his race for the first time, Chase Elliott winning at the Roval. Oh, shit, throw that in there for me as well. Well, well yeah, I mean, yeah. Seeing, seeing Kyle Busch win at Bristol. I mean, so we both got to see our drivers win this year. Yeah. Um, and then there was, uh, I'm going to get to my top two in a second. The, another moment that comes to mind that really sticks out is, I don't know, a top funny moment for me was Connor storming off at the go-kart track wherever we were. I guess it was Charlotte. Uh, mm-hmm. He said, I'm not doing this anymore. And he stormed like a 10-year-old to the car and slammed the door and refused to get out. Go back to that archive episode and listen to what happened. I'm not even going to get into <laughs> what happened that day, but it was more than just walking uh, out of there. I might just, maybe we should just go go-kart racing on Saturday. Maybe that's what we should do. Or maybe we should yeah. just, you know, tie you up and throw you in the James River and let you float away. I'll meet you down there in daytime. Uh, and then the top two moments for me. Number two, standing in the garage race day, chit-chatting with Adam Stevens. Yeah. Hey, what's wrong with Kyle's car? And, Nothing you know, wrong with you know, it. They're just you know, changing the... You know, but it's just kind of like in that moment. An hour before the race. Right. And it's kind of, I mean, we're just there and we're just chatting with Adam Stevens. That was a really cool moment. Posed as the media as I'm wearing a Kyle Busch shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a Chase so. Elliott hat on. Because we, we walked around until, like, all of Gibbs, like, media people who were standing around were like, hey, what's going on? And they're like, oh, I don't know. And we're like, well, and I was like, why don't you just go up and ask Adam? So you just nudged your way over there and asked Adam. And then yeah. afterwards, I was like, you know, after Adam told you, you should have looked at him and been like, thanks, Adam. Cowboy. Tough guy. And see what he would have been. He probably would have been like, <laughs> And like all the guys would have yeah. dropped what they were doing out from under the car and just jumped you. All the all the Eminem, uh, all the Eminem's boys would have jumped you. <laughs> I could have been a you know a Hendrick you know Hendrick spy. How can te- can't teams do that? I mean, can't they pose as fans to go see what the other cars are working well, on? Well, you were wearing a blue shirt, right? I was wearing a Kyle Busch shirt. I think he got the gist. Um, and then number one moment for me, probably the number one moment for you. Just a leisurely walk and conversation with Chase Elliott. Just oh, us, yeah. just Chase, walking out of Martinsville. Sun setting behind us. Having a, a really down-to-earth, great conversation with my favorite driver. And, and I mean, that was, to me, the, the moment of the year that, that tops all the other moments. Yeah, that, that and Kyle Busch winning the championship. For me, it was a top moment this year because I mean, how well, cool! You weren't there for that. I wasn't there for it, but just any time your driver wins a championship, it don't matter. It don't matter if I was here or sitting in Arby's. Um, just your driver won a championship is always great. But yeah, walking out Martinsville on Saturday with Chase Elliott, and uh, you know, just pretty much just shooting the bird, just talking and shooting the bird. You know, shooting, shooting the breeze. Oh, shooting the breeze. <laughs> Look, folks, it's late. My brother has texted me. He has told me it's. The cowbell is ringing. Uh, he asked me to clean the litter box when I get home. I got a cat. Um, I That's got a, right. You got a new cat. I got a kitten. His name's Nigel. Um, Cole and I are moving out soon. We're apartment shopping right now. 
So, uh, yeah, I got a cat, and I've kind of failed to clean the litter box. I kind of just let that up to coal. But, um, yeah, for those of you who follow me on Instagram, you see that I post my cat all the time on my Instagram story. But, anyways, back to the Chase Elliott thing. Yeah, that was and that was our last race we went to in 2019. That really sealed 2019 for us as for the lead, as I guess as the company, uh, being able to be in the media center and just really get full access at Martinsville, which we hope to have now that we have Martinsville Connections. Um, you know, coming up in the spring when they race the night race there and, um, you know, first ever night race at Martinsville. So that should be interesting. But before we head off here, when you celebrate New Year's on New Year's Eve, when the ball drops and it's officially the new year, I don't really count that until I go to sleep and wake up and then it's the new year. So 2019, was it a good year for you? Um, one to 10, 10 being great. I'd say it was a five. Pretty solid. I'll give 2019, I'll give 2019 an 8. I think that's pretty fair. Not your best year alive? 2019 was not your best year ever living? Um, I don't know about that. Was 2019 your best year ever living? Um, I don't know. All right. I mean, I think, yeah, obviously, no, did, a lot, did a lot of things I've never done before, but I don't know if that makes it the, that, the most common. That, 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 that's... You answered honestly, and, and that's that's all I wanted to hear was an honest answer, and that's exactly what you did. So I think that's probably going to wrap up this podcast. And I think that's going to wrap up your time on this show. So if if you're going to miss Timothy, send him, send him, some, uh, send him some mail. His address is 36. <laughs> Just give your address out there to the world. But uh, thank you for listening to episode 45. Thank you for listening all of 2019. We certainly do appreciate each and every one of you out there who – Take the time out of your morning, afternoon, night, and uh, give us a listen. So, uh, wow, it's kind of weird to say. It's going to wrap up season 1.5 for the lead. Well, not 0.5. I mean, we started this in November of last year. Of 2018, so like 1.5. No, 1.5 would be if we started in like August of August or July of 2019. Yeah, but it just sounds better to say 1.2. Whatever. Well, you have any closing thoughts of this year? No, I, I hope I hope we can return next year. Well, hopefully, if my attorney works out everything great with Timothy, then we can you know renew a contract. Timothy's hard at it and doesn't like to uh, doesn't like to cooperate. Only likes to do things his way. You know, can't really speak on it much. My attorney will will send you the papers. But um, other than that, just want to say Happy New Year, everybody. Celebrate it safely, and we'll see you guys next week for episode forty six of no, the season two episode one right well yeah season two episode so are we one, gonna 46. say season two episode one or are we gonna say season two to episode one slash 46 what are we gonna say i'll leave it for my attorney to to determine so anyways one last time crash no 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 see you, th- th- come on one last time one last time this year well, one uh, last time for this year. I always forget about this. I'm a bit year. rusty. This podcast wasn't our greatest. We're a bit rusty. This broadcast may not be reproduced, retransmitted, or rebroadcast without the full written consent of Father Lead Broadcasting. Connor Bunn would like to thank all the Kyle Bush haters for your continued support, and he hopes you enjoyed this year's ass whipping. Crash. Trouble.